Welcome, everybody. This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio. And we're back on our Tuesday new series with Dr. Gabriel Cousins, uh, which he's graciously allowed, uh, agreed to do for the foreseeable future right now, as long as we can. And we're talking about all kinds of interesting stuff. We've got um, probably a month's worth of things to talk about today, which we're going to pack into an hour. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to Dr. Cousins and We'll start the way that we've been starting and then get into it. Welcome, Dr. Cousins. Well, I'm always pleased to be here. I really appreciate the work you've done and the network you've created. I also appreciate Doug out there in the background, which makes this kind of happen technically. That's why I think you're Right. So these are wild times, and... A uh, kind of a spiritual teacher back in 1802, uh, people came to him and said, "This is these are impossible times. The czar is impossible. It's impossible to live." And they said, "What can we do?" And he said, "Dance." Why did he say dance? Because when you dance, you kind of let go of all that, and you can think clearly. We clap, you kind of releases energy. So we're going to start with dancing for uh, three minutes and then a little bit of meditation, to, you know, about eight minutes of meditation for the mind. And then we'll go into our discussion. Okay? So there are different forms of meditation, and I'm going to give you a simple form. And it's first you sit quietly, and then we repeat a mantra. And if you have your own mantra, that's fine. Stay with that if you want. And I'm going to give you one, too, which is the uh, <clears throat> cosmic name of God as grace that Moses received at the burning bush. And that mantra is Yod on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath, Wah on the in-breath, and the breath. Yod from the base up to the heart, and then hey out to the heart to the world. Wah from the base to the third eye, and hey out to the heart again to the world. And we just keep repeating it until we're into meditation. Uh, another part of this is a, a special form of meditation um, that really I first learned in in India, which is the transmission of spiritual energy, really our soul energy. And so we're going to do that. We'll dance <clears throat> and then meditate for eight minutes. And then, but right after dance, going into meditation, this cosmic energy will come through my eyes into you and if you're open to it. And it can enhance your already sp- awakened spiritual energy or awakened spiritual energy. So that's our game plan. So we're going to start with a little prayer, which is merging the heavens and the earth, and merging the heart and the mind, which is what is so needed in the world today. So feel the merging of heart and the mind, heavens and earth, the integration that's missing today. We become that integration. 
and then it shares, it spreads from us. So frequency. And here we go. So I'm going to dance, and I invite everyone to dance with me. That's the idea. Not just to watch me dance, but everyone to dance with me. It's winter here, so I'm just going to wear a shirt here. Okay. Let's see. We're going to make it a little bigger. Can you hear me okay? Okay, Doug. So for this, we just simply repeat that 
mantra, yoda, and then breath, hand, air, breath, wah, and then breath, hand, air, breath. And just focus on the energy coming through. And here we go. And at the meditation,
Okay, so slowly come out of meditation. And let's bring Richard back onto the. There we go. Okay. And our topic today is really in the context of last week we talked about mass psychosis. One thing that allows people to be mind-controlled is people are floating around without a purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have a purpose, you don't have a direction, then you can just be caught in the wave and get lost and ultimately become spiritually drowned. That's what we're talking about. Right. So I'm kind of defining it in a, in a a bigger way. So when they talk about mass psychosis, how, how does that happen? The people I'm working with, that doesn't seem to happen. I didn't notice it in Richard. Didn't notice it in Doug. Why? Why don't you explain why, Richard, why you, 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 you have not succumbed to the mass psychosis? I think it's the degree to which you stay connected to yourself. Because once your sense of identity becomes false, then it can be manipulated. And I don't know any of us that have gotten to the end of that line, you know, where we are totally merged back into self. Because I think when that happens, there's a wave effect on all of humanity and life on this plane. And I'm anxious to see that happen. But if you even step in that direction, the influence of false authority starts falling away and dissolving. They're just not believable. You know, you, you get start getting your common sense back. And if they tell you the sky is not blue, of course now, it may not be blue because of the chemtrails, but let's say it is blue one day, and they say it's not blue, you, you look up and you say... No, whatever degrees you have and whatever global renown, if you're telling lies, they're still not true. And it's just simple. You start recovering from your education. So there's a few points. Did I interrupt or you're, you just finished, right? What, say that again. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I, did you have more to say or you were... No, at the moment, that that's... Okay, so that was perfect. So what allows you to say that? And one, you believe in yourself. You do have that self-confidence. You believe you are worthwhile, therefore can say it. So I call this meta-communications, okay? So who buys the... The big lie. Well, you don't believe in yourself. You don't trust yourself. You don't see yourself as a, a person with any level of consciousness. So they must know better than I. Right. That's where this all starts to fall apart. You're going to say something, Richard. Well, I just was agreeing with what you said, and then it goes from belief, which is the first step, to experience, and then the belief is no longer relevant either. You know, when, once you feel you're different, 
that's where you want to go in that direction. Yeah. So they count on people, and that's the way we're educated in school, is that they lower your self-confidence, and you get taught things that are just propaganda, really, you know, at multiple levels. Yeah. And to go against that, it takes courage. It takes common sense um, rather than nonsense. And a little bit what we're looking at today is nonsense that they're trying to make common sense. But there's nothing common about it. And But you only buy it if you don't believe in yourself. Only buy it when you have a low self-esteem and you can't trust your own intuition. Okay, and you don't have a life purpose. Now, how does that fit in? Well, really when you have a direction, you're not just kind of flopping around in the chaos. You have much more discriminatory kind of view of how you're seeing things because you don't want to be distracted from your, your bigger picture your bigger life purpose, your bigger life direction. And so you're much more resistant to things that undermine it. They have to be, they actually have to be real uh, for you to want to believe them because if it takes you away from your life purpose, that's a subtlety there because not everybody has a life purpose anymore or lives in a way to feel uh, life is meaningful. So if it's meaningless, then what's another lie? You're not going anywhere. You're lost. Richard, did you want to say anything there? Well, I mean, I think that it's easiest to get clarity and understanding if you keep things simple. And part of our education is that things aren't simple. If you know things, it has to be so complicated that they're pretty much incomprehensible. And they always use really long words. That makes it better, too. And it takes you away from... You know, the deeper you get into awareness, which is all based in self-awareness, the simpler it all gets. Right? Everybody, everybody on the the whole spectrum of people, <clears throat> from those playing the roles of good guys to the ones playing the roles of the evil villains, everybody's trying to feel good, without exception, including the worst of the worst. They just got a little confused and bought into the idea that you feel good by hurting other people. So it's what are you doing to feel good is a way to see well, what's going on with it. That you. brings us to the back to the mass psychosis. So people think, oh, just the public is in the mass psychosis. The globalist elite have their own form of mass psychosis where they believe they have a right to rule over other people. They have a right to call the population, you know, with a variety of uh, death-creating things, not just a shot, but a variety of things, okay? And they feel as if they're, they're divine right, okay? That's another form of mass psychosis. That's not the way it was designed. God designed this that we're all humans are born equal. That's right. And, and be, you know, when you start to condemn and hate the bad guys, 
those are people playing the roles of the bad guys. And anybody can fall into that. And you don't want the arrogance of thinking, oh, those idiots, you know, I would never succumb to anything evil. It's it's just grace and being in touch with where you came from that makes it not necessary to go through that lesson. So those people that are playing the roles of the bad guys, they need help more than anybody. Which means the only way we get strong enough to help them is do our work. Well, I, I think it's good. We can help them by example. My Honestly, my focus is helping with people more ready to be helped. Right. Uh, and, you know, the the people who are listening here, the people there are, the circle of the wave goes out. And I think what is the most important thing? That could start the wave that reaches the other people too. That's right. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, always pick the hardest thing first. I think what's maybe most movable. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And, Again, if we start with life purpose, where do you get meaning in your life? And, of course, we can say focus on God, and uh, that's true. But there's more to it. Uh, we focus on the will of God, which often takes us to our life purpose. Eastern tradition would call it dharma, which is your rightful, your right action in the world that elevates you spiritually and the world around you in different ways. And it's like, it's a hard one, but first you ask the question, what's my dharma? What is my life purpose? Which is a way of living that uplifts not only yourself, but everyone around you. That's a really important question. So maybe we start with the questions that then kind of guide us in, 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 in a certain way. So if you ask what my life purpose, and you keep asking it, and then then you may want to say, well, how do I tune into that? Well, generally, when people ask me that question, I ask, talk about meditation and contemplation and kind of uh, even choosing to, to move in that direction and see how it feels. So those are ways to begin to access the life purpose, you know, and how does that fit in with the rest of the world? Were you going to say something, Richard? Or? Well, just you mentioned, how does it feel? And I think that that's a huge, important aspect of it, because we've got guidance from inside, and a lot of times it comes through as emotion. You know, you you project yourself into the imagining if I do such and such and see what it feels like. And you get a good or bad feeling back. And in education, especially higher education, one of the things that we're taught is feeling and emotion is really stupid. It's not even scientific. And it's certainly not respectable. And it's subjective and unreliable. And ignore your feelings. Ignore your opinions cite acceptable information. That's where you know the truth. And the acceptable information is coming from criminal sources. So that's an issue. So are you talking about science here or emotions? Because that pretty much sounds like 
the scientific way people have been today. Well, in my experience, whatever, make up whatever to, you know, pretend it's science rather than look at the scientific papers, you know, the talking about experience in academia, the people at the very top make it up and everybody else follows orders and repeats it. And cause cause it science. Yeah. And anybody that questions anything is a non-scientific terrorist. So, so part of that is is beginning to become conscious of the way the uh, matrix wants to manipulate us, and in essence, taking the red pill that says, "Wait, I'm a unique individual. I have a unique life purpose. I need to find it, but it's not somebody else's life purpose who wants to manipulate me, telling me what that life purpose should be." Those are important questions. Right. Yeah. And it helps if you have an inner drive to find your life purpose, too. That's a good thing. Even if you don't find it in the moment, just to be contemplating about it gives you some kind of direction. It gives you some kind of meaning because you're, you're at least searching. Right. You're not just being caught in the in the in the riptide. The other thing that goes with that is you have the receiving apparatus built into you, but there are things that cover it with static. So if you can remove those, part of which is physical and part of which is not, then the signal starts coming in a lot clearer and it's much easier to pick up. And meditation is one way. Mm-hmm. Contemplating it, fasting—you know where you, 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 your mind is kind of clear because you're fasting from the outer world, as well as food is part of the outer world. There, there are really ways to access it. Um, it, makes, it makes a direction. huge difference to take care of your body. Yeah. You know, a lot of people try to teach and, and do spiritual practices and say the body's irrelevant. You know, they kind of downplay it a lot. And it doesn't work so well that way. Well, you have to have a working mind. And we're eating junk food and you tend to go for junk ideas. Fast food, fast food ideas, so to speak. And when you have a clear operating system, clear information comes through, clear understanding comes through, plus you feel good. Changes your emotions completely. And the chemistry of your physical body affects how you look at everything. You know, you can give people chemicals to throw that off and they'll commit suicide. And it's not just the drugs, it's everything you do. Well, you know, what's happening today as a result of lack of life purpose, the societal confusion is suicide by a drug overdose and just acts of suicide have almost doubled right. in uh, the teen population. The last two years. Yeah. And actually ages 10 to 14, they've increased by 76%. 
Wow. 10-year-olds, 14-year-olds. That's like, what is going on? So we're, we're, this society is in real stress, and I mean worldwide. Now, what are we going to do about it? First, you got to start believing yourself. Then you find other people who believe in themselves and understand that you're okay. You may be a small minority at the at the moment, but you support each other in being independent thinkers. Now we don't have to go too far to see what the media does to people who are independent, like Joe Rogan just had some very independent doctors uh, speaking about the vaccine. He's got, he has presently gotten in a lot of trouble. I don't, by the time you get the transmission, it'll be resolved. But the point I'm making is leaders, he speaks to about many people, 11 or 18 million people, are being forced to, to uh, toe the line, so to speak, the party line, even though they're billed as independent thinkers. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. So uh, we, but we have to do it. We have to be like the truckers in Canada. I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that it's the truckers, not the intellectuals. Right. Not that truckers aren't smart. Okay, but they're not academia, okay, for good reasons, are leading society to do the right thing. Other countries are starting to follow them now, too. Yeah. And that's an action. Inspiration. But what it also does, and part of how the mass psychosis works is when you start speaking out at levels of truth in a world that doesn't want to hear truth, it it creates waves. Okay? And that's kind of what we have to understand, but it also is exhilarating to stay in the truth. When physical things come up like the trucker's rebellion it's also a good sign that there's something leading to that. It, it's an outward sign of increasing consciousness. Yes. It doesn't just and, happen. And what's good is, again, it's not, it's staying, it's coming from people or ordinary people in their jobs, but not ordinary in their actions and consciousness. And in fact, their consciousness is more open Looking up to what's going on versus the elite who actually don't want to see what's going on. Yeah. It's really challenging to see what's going on because they're getting the advantage of not seeing what's going on. Richard, you may be a little bit more in touch with that than I am at this point. You know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. It's like, why don't the leadership get what's going on? It's so obvious to so many of us. Well, it's hard for me to believe, actually. If you go high up enough in the leadership, they do know, and they're doing it to hurt people. And a little bit lower than that, they do know, and they're doing it to make money. But below that, in the general ranks of academia and the health officials and the 
doctors, even the doctors that know there's something wrong, it's just too hard for them because of their programming to admit that all of it's been wrong. You know, because how could that be? It's it, They've been programmed in ways they don't recognize yet. And part of the programming is when something comes up outside of what you're familiar with, you don't just disagree or ask a question, you get mad. And you can see that when you try to have discussions with them, they immediately translate it into a personal attack. They, they don't see their own programming. So it's a matter of, for anybody listening, even if you think you do see it, get quiet enough to see the next level. What it, you know the parts you know. What about the parts you don't know? You know, and that that could be one of the purposes of getting focused inside. If we free ourselves, it affects everybody else. In a way, it's kind of easy. You know, it looks like oh, this big thing standing up. But once you get it, there's an internal inspiration. It's like okay, I'm speaking my truth. I'm feeling that truth, and that turns me on. There are people in Canada posting videos now online trying to get them not to be taken down, all of them anyway. And their kids and women, there, there were two women that made a great video today, and they were saying they finally feel hope and pride in their country. And you know, every country is great. It's just the country is not the government country is the people and the nature that's there and so every country is really beautiful and no country has done anything bad just just these crazy uh evil leaders that have hijacked it it's not the country and these two women were saying thank you and one of them in particular was saying my husband uh had to quit as a fireman because they were requiring him to have a second shot and at the first shot he got myocarditis and almost died. And they say, well, that's not an excuse. You don't know that the second shot would be bad. So he had to quit. And she was saying, you know, our family is wiped out, but thank you to the truckers for giving us hope for future generations. And hopefully it will spread. It was incredible. So, and that's that individual courage. Right. By... The masses who are individuals more so than people at the top who are all kind of uh, believing their story that they want everybody else to believe. And it's the problem is more and more the public isn't believing it. It's not working. It's a great problem. And uh, in Canada, the public is waking up and posting all this support for the truckers. And the government's going online and saying, these are a fringe group of terrorists. It's all racism. I mean, totally ridiculous stuff, hoping that people will listen. And it's a showdown right now. And it's not going to go on that much longer because when the truckers go on strike like this and revolt, and some of them block the border, you can't get food if you don't have trucking for most people. Even the big farms are mostly monoculture that don't are not really self-sufficient. So the trucks are really important. And it's going to bring it to some kind of a, you know, 
showdown right away. Let's you know, see what happens. Support's coming up in Australia, you know, other places in the world. And uh, in New Zealand, they just discovered uh, in the last few days nanotech in the vaccines. And so they're calling it contamination, which is silly because you envision somebody in the lab saying, oh, rats, I knocked over the container of nanotech again, and it fell in all the vac a million vaccines. That's really not how it works. You know, it's intentional, and they're not quite ready to acknowledge that. So the proof is there. Uh, myself and Donnie Crystal actually put out a, a paper on it. Did I, I send it to you? Uh, yeah, the one with radiation. Right. And they know all this technology, and it's been there for years, and it's all documented. The right. nanotechnology and the nanobots and the graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, all of which are very, very bad for you. The nuclear radiation, uh, besides the spike protein. So it's well documented. There's yeah. no there's no secret. We're just uh, revealing what's been out there for, you know, 10 years or more. So that's what's interesting is, oh, they're just discovering it. But it's good they're just discovering it because it's in the literature for, you, uh, you know, more than 10 years. Well, this, but what they discovered, these scientists in the lab in New Zealand, was that it was in the majority of the vaccines in, in their country and that it's self-assembling. And they could see it happening. These pieces what, I'm, uh, what I'm saying is that technology in vaccines has been used now for a while. Right. It's a new discovery, even though they're discovered it in this bioweapon shot. Yeah, okay, it got discovered, but who are we kidding? It's all in the literature what they're doing. Yeah, the technology's been available. This is just their big chance to put it out to everybody. Right. So what uh, I'm saying is I think it's kind of, uh, it's interesting they're discovering it when it's already written in the literature that it's being used. Yeah. Well, they're not discovering that the technology is new. They're discovering that, oh, it's in all of our... And that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not new. Right. It's not that it's in the, in, in the bioweapon. There is a great project done in Cal a lady in California um, called the uh, Control Group Project. And it went around and sent a survey to those remaining people who had kids or themselves that never had any vaccines. And they wanted to know the data on all the diseases to see what they got and how much. And then compare it to what CDC called normal, which is all from all the vaccinated people. And they found, and this is way before COVID, and they found that there was a massive correlation of every major disease to whether or not people had been vaccinated. I mean, just shocking. Well, having, in my book, Conscious Parenting, I point that out. And we're talking an eightfold greater amount of mental problems Right. And physical problems from the routine vaccines, uh, what they call vaccines, uh, compared to people who are not 
who did, did not receive the routine vaccinations. Eightfold increase in hyperactivity, you know, uh, dyslexia, uh, and onward and onward, allergies, autoimmune diseases. Right. Uh, an average of an eightfold uh, greater. Particularly since 1989 is when a lot of those were put in the, uh, in the vaccines. The, uh, it used to be 4% or 12% of, of kids had some problems from the vaccines, had no. some trouble reading or this or that. Now it's over 50% in right. the U.S. Right. And that's right. since 89, 1989. It's very real stuff. It's not a mistake. It didn't just happen because the scientists weren't smart enough to make them safe. I think that's a really important element of it. Right. Eight times greater allergies, autoimmune, dyslexia, hyperactivity. It's like it's an epidemic. Well, we never had that before in 1945 when we started using the measles, mumps, and rubella. We didn't have those issues. It wasn't even described. Autism didn't exist in uh, in any kind of way. In fact, I don't think they even had a diagnosis called autism. There was a doctor named Charles Sanford Porter who had a, a sanitarium in Los Angeles area in about 1890, and he wanted to check his natural healing systems on cancer patients, but he couldn't find any cancer patients. Nobody had it. Right. So... But back to this, but you're seeing this stuff is generally toxic, but we're seeing is a vehicle that is disrupting people's consciousness. And when your consciousness is disrupted, you can uh, be, get caught up in the mass psychosis. So you have to be strong enough not to, not to receive a vaccine before you kind of avoid the mass psychosis. So it's kind of like a little bit of a circular there. Um, and so, again, how do you avoid mass psychosis? Because as soon as the idea came up, which in that terminology was Dr. Malone, who still needs to apologize for inventing mRNA technology, in my opinion, but he did bring up the psychosis, maybe as an apology, kind of indirectly. But he forgot to say how you avoid it. Well, wait, wait. Well, you're being a little hard on him. I don't think he ever thought of the use of the bioweapon. Well, probably not, but I'm seeing this happen in so many inventions. You know, you get a technology with, with power, like quantum computing, for example. When that first came up, it was a guy in, near British Columbia, in British Columbia, near Vancouver. He had a company there, D-Wave or something like that. And I was trying to call him and say, don't, get in, don't take the money from the government because they got this massive, wonderful grant to develop it. And he was thinking, wow, this is going to help humanity and everybody's going to get rescued and it's going to figure out all the answers. Now it's owned by the deep state. Right. Corporations. But, you know, my position is... Um, Things can be used for positive or negative purposes. Whatever we do, was the invention of the car a problem because they have armored cars now? You know, and but with mRNA technology, I can't see a good use yet 
because all the things that they think they can do, like cure cancer, um, that's always a big one. If you learn how to do juice fasting and certain other things that go with it, you right. probably don't need to change your DNA to get better. <laughs> For sure. It's a, it's a few steps removed. But, but, you know, back to the main thing here is what do you do about this? Exactly. And what you do is no, is to say no and to know, to study, to learn, to read about it. And then you begin, you have to inform yourself. You have to yeah. inform yourself. Just like our paper on the uh, radiation uh, technology that's used in the bioweapon injection, who who ever thought about it? But then you'll see it's pretty well documented. It's very plausible. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of research with it. You can see that at my my site, drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co. The papers are there. You can download them. It's for free. Thank you. Okay and. The point I'm making is one way of breaking out of mass psychosis, like Richard and myself, is we make an effort to keep ourselves informed. And in this environment, you can't depend on everybody else to learn for you. Right. You've, got to, you've got to start taking your education very seriously and what sources you're getting it from. Now, and I'll say that I... As a scientist, I don't trust any one source. So I will try to look for, you know, an issue come up. I look for a few places where people have kind of covered it. So, you know, I have, uh, you know, three or four things that may, I may look at and say, okay, they're all saying the same thing. That's a strong suggestion since they're all kind of alternate news uh, that it may be true. Right. So a uh, part of how not to cut off, get caught in the mass psychosis is to look at different sources before we actually form an opinion, to actually research the issues that are coming up. And then you can match that with what you've gotten internally when you get more in touch with yourself and, and you develop what's called common sense. You get a right. feeling how things work and you read some really impressive paper that is totally against common sense and you don't have to find a whole bunch of other sources to contradict it you know something needs to be looked at more so Richard's bringing up an important point about metapsychosis is the antidote is common sense so what does common sense mean and this may get me in a little trouble but generally speaking Men are biologically designed to be pregnant. Okay? You didn't get that from reading 10 papers and see which ones agree with each other and stuff like that. (laughs) And and so, and generally speaking, women are born with a penis. Now, think about that for a moment because in mass psychosis is accepting these things that are so uh, against common sense. And so when we're being asked to go against common sense, we that needs to put a red light on and say, wait, there's something wrong here. 
I don't have to buy this story. It doesn't take courage at that point. You just can't have, you just see it, right? Yeah, but you have to be willing to see it. You have to see the king doesn't have clothes or the queen doesn't have clothes. That's a really, really important parable. Yeah, so part of the, how do we not have it, and kind of summing it up, one, we have to believe in ourselves, we have to have a certain amount of common sense. We have to have a certain amount of self-worth and put some self-effort in to do the research when we have a doubt about what we're hearing and then get more and more confirmation of it before we you know, reach an opinion that, uh, that, uh, that we're willing to stand up against the mass pressure and people are feeling to go along with the limiting jumping off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. And, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to have that self-worth. So, I mean, that's the place to start. Then you can do the research because the data is usually in these issues is pretty clear. Richard, you're going to say something. Yeah, well, I'm saying the pattern in, in what you're saying is the things that you do in yourself to get rid of the barriers and the programming in yourself is what clarifies your common sense. So at first it occurred to me, well, don't, important safety tip, as Egon would have said in Ghostbusters, don't hate anybody. Forget the this whole justice paradigm that you have to hate the bad guys and wish for the perpetrators to suffer and all that, that hurts your own clarity of receptivity. And it's based on misunderstanding. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so you want to become aware of what thought patterns are you carrying around that are your normal environment and what emotions go with them because they color everything that you're able to perceive. So one of the things you're bringing up which is part of the mass psychosis, is they're playing very much on um, getting people emotionally involved rather than and separating that from their mind and from their consciousness and getting caught up in the emotions as what's powering the mass psychosis. Emotions include fear, for example. Yeah, and all the others and, are built off of fear, too. And we have to step back and say, wait, I can see the game being played. I'm not going to be part of that emotional response that becomes this mass psychosis. Uh, I know they're taking advantage of my emotions in that way, and they're jacking them up so I think it overwhelming and I can't think straight. We step back, what we call it witnessing, and stay in your integrity, and then you're able to get the clarity that keeps you from succumbing to the mass psychosis. So uh, that's my closing statement. is that may everyone be blessed that we believe in ourselves enough to love ourselves. We love ourselves enough to heal ourselves, but we love ourselves enough to do the work not to be... Um, taken over by the mass psychosis 
because we are this unique expression of the divine that's not meant to be that way. We're meant to be that unique expression and to think for ourselves and be aligned with the, the greater will of God. So um, I close with that, Richard. Would you want to do any closing there? You know, we're prejudiced <clears throat> toward things we can see and touch and smell and hear and what comes in consciously through the senses. But that's very little of what's going on. And all of these other expressions of laws of nature are operating that affect your clarity, and you need your clarity right now. And one of the things to understand in that, among many, is that what's going out of you in your feeling toward everybody else, including the so-called bad guys, is what comes back to you. And there's often a time lag in perceiving that. And so it seems not to be true. But it's you find out eventually it, it comes back multiplied. And it's everyone's subject to it. So if you want to be blessed, as you say, Dr. Cousins, you bless everybody. And you can't fake it because the, this principle doesn't work if you just make believe to do it. And th this comes back to the thing of loving your neighbor as yourself. But you can't honestly do that unless you see that they are yourself in another form. And that you love yourself. Yeah, exactly right. And if you hate yourself, you're not going to love anybody else. And if you hate other people, you're not going to love yourself. So self-awareness leads to everything else. Yeah. I'm somehow thinking of uh, a little bit of... I played college football. Yeah. Was in the national inducted the national football hall of fame, and I, I always remember because I was a lineman, a bit of linebacker. How the other team would try to divert you; they'd swear at you, try to get you angrier. They would, you know, make statements about your mother or something like that. You know, it was like it was like <laughs> it was very humorous. Right. Got into it. Never polarized. Why were they doing it? to distract you and get you angry and get you irrational so you couldn't do your job of blocking and tackling. Right. The same way, that's what I was thinking about what Richard was saying there, in the same way we have to be focused on the point. Now, I'm playing by bum, focused on tackling the guy or doing my blocking assignment. Okay, that's fine. And right. I'm not going to get angry and I'm not going to get polarized. And actually, we're all one. I, I even thought about that as a college football player. We're all one. It's like, okay, this is very humorous. You guys are really funny. But uh, the opposing team. But uh, I'm going to keep focused on making sure I tackle this guy with the ball. Okay? Right. right. So I don't care what you're going to say because it's just a joke. And your skill to do that does not depend on fear and hating the other guy. Right. And in fact, it gets in the way. It really gets in the way and makes you weak. That's my point. They want to get you all polarized. You can't think straight when you're polarized. You can't think straight when you're angry or hateful. No. The most it disrupts your whole ability to, to figure out what's going on. Martial artists or people in you know, various kinds of fighting skills, the best ones, they don't fly into a rage. They're absolutely unmovable. Right. And they're still unfocused. 
And it's not just fighting, it's with everything. So that's really, you know, just supporting what you're saying is like, yeah, that makes sense. We, we don't have polarity. They're not, they're, they're little players in the big picture. We need to create a mass expansion of consciousness so that the kind of stuff they're doing has no place and has no power. That's right. They're using our power anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we could go on a long time, obviously. Yeah, well, I think we have a good ending here, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and for listening. And it's a fun to share. And I want to thank you, Richard, for your always unique viewpoint of things, which I really appreciate. And Doug, for being in the background there, making this happen. So peace be with you. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Look forward to seeing you next week, too. Okay. See you next time. Wow. So that, that was a lot for one hour, I thought. And as I've said many times before, a doctor like Dr. Cousins is reminds you that, yeah, doctors are incredible. <laughs> they just, most of them today need to just get more in touch with what Dr. Cousins was talking about with themselves, because everything else follows that. And then we can get back uh, not only the good energy of interpersonal relationship, but the real information on healing and health, which currently is violently suppressed in the U.S. and most of the world, but it's still there. And there's still a lot of places to pick it up. So I encourage you, you know, education has been used against civilization worldwide right now, but it's also very important and essential. So that's why it's so great that there's a massive homeschool movement building all over the world that we've talked about. We've had a lot of great homeschool guests on the, on the show. And um, for the old people like us, you know, the adults to keep their education going too, even though we're really busy you can't get your bearings in this kind of environment without constant self-education. And the essence of that is becoming aware of what you're doing. You know, not just in physical action, but uh, what thoughts are you carrying right now? Not some other time that you're going to check. How about right now? And then once you become aware of that, on a, on a quiet level that's not necessarily the ones that you were thinking of before. Say, wow, I didn't know I was thinking about that. Every one of those thoughts has an emotional counterpart. And we are talking a little bit about invisible frequencies that are coming off every living being. These are just physical things. They're just not visible. Like the uh, harmful radiation coming off Wi-Fi devices, which you really should become aware of and take countermeasures against. People are generally accepting the idea that frequencies exist. But then you need to realize you're sending out frequencies that are very powerful all the time. And they're tied to emotional states and state of health. So becoming aware of your own moment-to-moment emotional state is really powerful gives you immediate jump in clarity. Not just looking at everybody else and critiquing what they're what you think they're feeling and doing. 
they're not as important as what you're doing. And that begins the real awakening process, not not just the awakening where, yeah, I know all these terrible things that are happening in the world. That's awareness of the world. That's not really awakening. So I'm encouraging everybody to do it. That, I'm encouraging myself. That's what I'm focused on as much of the time as possible because it relates to everything. And it's really true that you don't need to be hating evil. In fact, what you send out comes back. So you really don't want to do that. It doesn't mean be oblivious to it because then you get side, you know, um, blindsided by things you didn't even know about. So you want to be aware of what's going on, including the bad stuff in the world, but not drawn into it, not sending out your own evil energy. That doesn't make you stronger. That messes you up and it sets you up for being falling into traps of all kinds. So I want to see what Dr. Cousins will say next time to build on the idea of purpose, um, focus in life, self-awareness being the key. And we'll get a chance to do that in a week. And in the meantime, uh, you saw his sites on the, uh, on the, on the screen, I think, drcousins.com, treeoflife.mn.co, I believe the other one was. And our, our main site is lostartsradio.com. And we tend to disappear off certain sites so you can see where we're still on the air by going to lostartsradio.com. There's a lot of free stuff there. And um, almost every day, put up a lot of interesting articles and videos. And we have shows on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is Lost Arts Radio Live, which is related to current events. And Sunday is a guest show. And... All that's free. And then there's Planetary Healing Club for people that want to get into the central work of working more on yourself in a supportive environment. You can look at that too at planetaryhealingclub.com and help us spread the links to all these shows because we run into a lot of obvious resistance. Um, donate to Lost Arts Radio if you can to keep us on the air. We're not. We're doing all these shows commercial free. So if you want to help us and you have resources, there's a donate button at lostartsradio.com and there's also a subscribe star link at the same place. Both of those work. And, you know, share the links even without necessity for helping us with money. If you just share the links, that's great. And But the bottom line, the most important thing, the whole point of taking the time to do these shows is to encourage you Take care of yourself on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, it's the most generous thing that you can do for the people around you and the whole world. Because to the degree that you start upgrading your own awareness and your physical condition and your health in general on all levels, and you start broadcasting consciously emotion of unconditional love to everybody, even if you have to take physical defensive actions in certain cases. Love doesn't make you weak. It's absolutely the opposite. And I encourage all of us to make it the whole main center point of existence. What you send to everybody else, that's what you're sending to yourself. So thanks for being here. This is supposed to be a one-hour show. It went a little bit over. Um, I appreciate your time and hope you have a good rest of the week and stay in touch. 
Remember our main site, lostartsradio.com. And we'll see you again on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Take it easy. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. 
Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.